Well, welcome back to the Better Men, Better Ball Player Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 76th episode where we get a chance to talk to Coach Jim Machieski from Malden High School in South Carolina. Coach Machieski, or Coach Mach, um, has been the head coach at Modern High School for 11 years as the baseball coach, and now he's been uh, finished up his first year as athletic director uh, during one of the most challenging times uh, in history was the actually athletic director as he's dealing with protocols and game canceling and quarantines. and uh, But he just finished up his first year there as AD as well as being the skipper of the baseball coach the last 11 years. But in those 11 years, he's had 36 players go to college, four drafted. He's had a free agent signee. He's also been the former assistant coach at UC Upstate under Matt Fixner uh, and the Dorman High School under Ben Waddle. He's managed the Brockport River Bats in the New York Collegiate Summer Ball League in 2007. He's also coached at some American Legion, some travel baseball. He's been a member of the USA Baseball Task Force. And in 2018, he was scouting for the 14U and 17U team championships, along with serving many NTIS events. Uh, been an athletic, been an assistant athletic director, and now the full-time athletic director there at Malden. Coach Mach is just a... Great guy. Um, full disclosure here, totally did not press record the first time we had talked. Uh, first time in 75 weeks. 75 weeks press and record, and Coach Mach is the first time. Um, press, thought I pressed record, tapped it one, touched it once, didn't go back to get it another time to be sure that it wanted to confirm the recording. So had a great conversation, learned a ton, um, had a bunch of notes, and get to the end and didn't do it. So big mistake with me being totally transparent, totally vulnerable right now, and um, made a mistake. And Coach Mock to the just just was a dude about it, man. Like just love talking baseball, love talking shop. Glad we got to get it done and said let's go. We got a chance to make it better the next time. So really can't thank him enough. Never forget this conversation. Never forget our time together. Really glad we got it done. Um, Dude is a, is, a, is a dude, man. He, we talk about his leadership program, his serving the community, um, get into his extremely unique situation. He is the head baseball, varsity baseball coach at Malden, as well as the head JV coach at Malden High School. So, extremely unique situation. We talk a lot about that. Just kind of blows my mind, and like we just really dive into some of those things. He's really curious about how he gets things done. Um, but he talks about his Matthew program, his leadership program that he does. He based that from Gilly, Gilly's growth you stuff. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, that was another episode we had, but coach Mosh actually took that from Gilly and had a conversation with Gilly as well about that. Um, it gets into all those things and we talk about just the, just the challenges with him having to be the JV head coach and as well, the varsity head coach, just super great stuff. And I can't thank him enough. We talked a ton and, um, I was really thankful for him just being so understanding about the big, the big mess up that I had, and um, but it was it was a great time for us to talk, talk some great baseball and talk once again, and really can't thank him enough. So, be sure you follow him on Twitter at Machieski. It's M A C I E J E W S K I twenty four. Um, his DMs are open. Check him out. Also, want you to check out the Netting Professionals, uh, Will Miner and Netting Pros. 
Uh, netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and so much more. Well, minor netting pros, these guys are guys, man. These guys continue to improve quality products and services to many recreation, high school, and college fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Please contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all the latest products and projects. And like I said, I'm very fortunate to be part of the Netting Pros family chat uh, along with some other really good podcasts, really good guys at putting content out there for the right reasons. So um, just like this one with Coach Mosh, I'm going to get right into it. Enjoy it. Make sure your notes are ready. Here he is, Coach Jim Machieski. I know a lot of guys, maybe not a lot, so some of some of the guys that I'm pretty close with have started keeping a recorder in their back pocket, like a handheld recorder that they'll just pull it out of their back pocket, talk into it, you know, and put it back, put it back up. And they seem like that that's helped them kind of stay a little bit more locked in as opposed to like always, you know, writing, looking down, writing. Um, yeah. And that's something I'm interested in, in trying to. I feel um, that as well, because like, yeah, like when you're writing down, I kind of feel like I'm kind of getting away from the game. Right. But like, but the real reality for me when I hear that is like, man, am I going to go through like another, like that whole thing when I'm done, like at the end of the night, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Realistically, will I really go through? Because yeah. like, you know, the card is there to sit on that and I can just read it done. Right. You know, I just wonder just the time of it, you know, right. when I want to get home and spend a little bit of time. You know, that would be the only thing for me. But yeah, I totally get it. And that's the thing, because I know Wes, it's like Wes Brooks, like, because that's us on your phone. And like the stop watching your phone, the voice recorder on your phone, it's like, but it's never a good look. You know what right. I mean? It's just it's a never a good look. And I totally get that. And I, and I agree. So I just wonder, you think we'll ever get to a time where that's kind of a good look? Because like you can bring out like, you know what I mean? I think I think purists will always be against it, you know? Um, I would never have my phone in my back pocket on the field. My wife crushes me because I don't have my phone next to me, you know, on the field or, you know, well, I called you at six 30. Well, yeah, we were, you know, taking BP. I'm not going to have my phone on me. Um, but like just a, a handheld recording, you know, they're maybe this big handheld recording device. And I don't know, I've always, I might, I might mess with it a little bit at practice this fall just to kind of see, um, if, if I like it or not, but I know there's guys out there that do it, that really enjoy it and, and it works for them. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, a, I think you just, you find what it is. And I've, I've just found that I do really like the game card. Uh, I remember reading uh, the Cubs way, yeah. really falling in love with Joe Madden's card and, and what he did with that and how much um, just trying to make decisions for quicker. You know, that was always a, a thing for me as, as I was so developmental that um, and loved practice and loved the drills and da 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 where my game management, I felt just kind of, I never really gave it attention. Right. And so reading that really helped. And I'm just, so I really got into that. And I just found that work for work for me where the game card does, but I totally feel that though. Like I'm sitting here writing as like the pitcher's coming and yeah. I'm right third base, like writing down like this double play cut or like that kid said something to this kid. Like there's a great teammate here. Like, you know, like, and, but I totally feel that where maybe it was just a recorder 
yeah, totally, totally get it, man. Like, and just said, maybe that works next. You know, right. maybe that's next, the next thing in the right. evolution here. The worst thing that could happen is you try it and you don't like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I go back from my game cards and I rewrite everything anyway in our post game report. So, yeah, if taking the recorder out, it'll be easier. If it'll, if it'll be more time, I have no idea. But it's something I wanna, I wanna give a try, for mm -hmm. sure. Are, for the fact of that it might save you time or you think it might just be better um or? i think it would be better in the moment you know because okay. like like you just said I'm, keep i'm in total agreement that i find myself just constantly writing you know i want to make sure i don't miss anything and it takes away from a little bit of being in the moment of the game um you know i might miss something else so i'm gonna try it this fall and, and just kind of see uh Will it will it help me kind of stay more locked in, you know, more of the time, all of the time uh, during during practice or, or during a game? And so when you're like when you're when you let's say you're taking the notes, the game card, like what kind of things do you like to key on? Are these things that you're going to bring into practice or these things that you kind of like to reflect and kind of praise? Just, just like you said, you know, it, it might be a comment. It might be it might be a response. Kid might have struck out, but his response is big league. You know, um, that I want to make sure I address the next day of practice. It might be a negative response. It might be, um, you know, something specific in the game. You know, a, a guy makes a heady play. You know, he has to feel he does something that, you know, is, is <clears throat> um, you know, not necessarily something that we've coached, but is, is, is a plus-plus mental play. Um, you know, uh, writing down hinge moments, like what, what was a huge point in the game and, and highlighting that so we could talk about, hey, guys, you know, in that bottom of the third, you know, when we got out of that uh, first and second, nobody out jam, you know, we got a double play, um, you know, our, our pitcher made a pitch. There, there was a huge block at some point maybe with a runner at third and we, we won by one. Like I want to be able to refer back to those things the next day or, or two days later at practice, whenever, whenever it may be. Um, in, in addition, you know, I, I keep track of our offense on our card, like our, our quality at bats, our hard hits, um, you know, our barrels, I guess, and, and stuff like that. And, and my game card has our, has our pitch and rotation <clears throat> kind of scripted out in addition to, you know, what we're what moves we'll make defensively, you know, our, our courtesy runner, um, you know, I call him a game winner. So if there's a guy we want to bring off the bench, you know, as a runner at second or runner at first, if we need, we need a big run, stuff like that. Um, I try to try to be as prepared as I possibly can looking ahead. Um, and I just have spots for it on my card that, that we're able to do. And then on the other side of it is just our opponent. I, I track our opponents and some tendencies and what they're doing. And, um, you know, you know, the, the moves that they make and, we play three game series in our state. So just to kind of see if there's, you know, is it, are, are they always running in certain counts or are they always, you know, doing, doing certain things, you know, are there, are there pa uh, patterns within their pitch calling that we can get early um, stuff like that. Mm. <clears throat> how much recruit, how much like scouting will you do prior to? Very little, if any, yeah. um, we just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we may, you know, 
email some guys that have played some teams earlier in the year. And I think everybody does that. Um, you know, Hey, what do you got on these guys? Um, but then again, not everybody tries to be as detailed as we are, you know, with, with pitches that are called or, or locations and, and ultimately at the high school game in, in the high school game, you're going to, you might see a guy and get a scouting report on somebody that saw, you know, a 75 mile or thrown left-hander, you know? So is it going to play true to what you're throwing um, mm-hmm. or, or what you're seeing or whatever it may be? Um, so, you know, I feel pretty good that we, we can see a team play, go through, go through the first or second, you know, two times through and have a pretty good feel for what, what guys do in the box and, and how we're going to be attacked on the mound and things like that. Yeah, sure. And then focus on yourself, you know, right. Guys get right. Better. right. Because if we don't, if we don't do the things that we need to do to be successful, what we know about the other team doesn't matter. Yeah. We, know, we can know everything, but if we can't field a ground ball, we can't execute pitches. Um, you know, we can't hit balls hard and, and run the bases and do those types of things. All that other stuff's irrelevant. Absolutely. Especially in a high, in a high school game. We're mostly going to lose games, you know, at the last school. You're more likely to lose a game than win it. Right. You got you to gotta force the other team to lose. You know, make them make them make as many more mistakes than, than you guys are probably going to make because – there's not many high school games that are going to be clean on both sides. So we got to do everything in our power to make them make more mistakes than us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of like, like I love the, I love the game stuff, man. Like um, you're thinking about throwing the recorder, you do your game card. Is there anything else been in the past that's kind of worked for you or things that you've kind of maybe, that did work when they don't work anymore or something maybe always thought about we're we're pretty basic um you know like i said we we have scouting reports that we keep um you know throughout the year so if we see a guy for for three or four years we we have we feel we have a ton of at bats on guys um you know your basic what, what everybody probably does you know pitch pitcher tendency um as far as pitch calling uh hold patterns uh you know quality at bat charts um, something I stole from, from Steve Dinneman, who's now at Northern Kentucky, uh, is the positive board. So we have a whiteboard in our dugout and something positive happens on the field, um, in the dugout, uh, whatever it might be. It, it may not even be a baseball play. The kids have to write it up on the whiteboard. Um, and we refer back to it, you know, after the game and, and say, okay, you know, th- there was some, it, the, the, the hope of it is just keep, the game uh keep the kids engaged and refer back to it after you know it might be a tough loss it might be a a, a win that was ugly we, we just want to look you know how many how many things did we do well today that, that that the average baseball fan the average parent you know wouldn't notice uh, i think jeff sherman does it down at marcus um I, th- I think we pretty much all stole it from each other and, and i love it. it just keeps the kids in the game um you know coaches can write up there too and and it just it just gets them looking at more uh, maybe process based than than results on the field. Yeah, brings a lot of value to everyone too. Right, right. Definitely um, brings some value. But we're like I said, we're, we're we're basic. We're not groundbreaking really in anything we do. Like I said, we don't we don't have the time to go out and scout. Um, yeah, 
you know, our, our staff is small. We coach both teams. Uh, you know, we play varsity plays three nights a week. JV will play two nights a week. Um, you know, we practice on Saturdays. So it's, it, our time's pretty limited. So you're saying your staff coaches varsity and JV? Correct. Correct. So like you're the head varsity coach and the head JV coach. Yeah. I'll, I'll run both. Um, and we, we just, that's the, I'd, I'd hate to say this, that that's the way we've always done it, but it works for us. Um, yeah. you know, the financial resources of it works for, works for our school, um, for what we get for this number of supplements that we have within our district. And it, it's just something I think is a little bit more beneficial for those kids that, um, you know, they, they have the same staff for four years. Um, wow. You know, they, we don't, we have middle school baseball in our County. We're the only County in the state of South Carolina that has middle school baseball. Everybody else within the high school program has a C team, which is, um, you know, mi middle school level, uh, JV, which is freshman and sophomore and then a varsity team. So, you know, they, they might have three or four teams on their campus. So they get those kids as seventh graders. Whereas we get them as freshmen. So we have to kind of do things a little bit different to try to hopefully try to make up those two years of time um, in the weight room, you know, in the classroom, on the field, those guys get them. They, they're two years ahead of us. Mm. Um, so we get them as ninth graders that this summer going into their ninth grade year and, and we're with them. We're with them every day until they graduate the same five or six coaches. So. Mm. And then you have, you have issues with, you know, with bus drivers, you know, we drive the bus. So we got a couple guys with CDLs and we got to drive them. And so we just, I'll stay back with the varsity. If there's a JV game with one of our coaches, three or four guys will take the JV and then we'll get in the truck after varsity practice and go meet him at the JV game. Daggum. And this is something you knew going into it that you were going to coach both of them. It wasn't something like, oh, we just didn't have enough guys. And can you be the guy? You just right. going into it like, hey, you're going to be the head yeah. JV and head varsity coach. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I did it for four years as as an assistant at Dorman. Okay. Um, and, and I just fell in love with the philosophy, with the idea of of being with those kids all the time. So by the time they get to be, wow. you know, a junior, you, you got them. I mean, oh yeah, you, you definitely. Them, it's the same terminology. It's the same ideas. Um, they they know where I stand. I know them. And, and it's, they just wear a different uniform and play at a different time. They, we practice together. We all practice at four o'clock and, and we run it together. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a different model there. That's for sure. I never, I didn't know. Wow. Daggum. That, that we could, that's a lot. We can, we can roll into that. Um, man, that's really cool. Um, Cause that's even like, what I like about this model right now is like, like I took a team, like another freshman, you know, to coach them in the summer and the fall, mm -hmm. you know, and then being for me, like, I'm like, I just love the idea of like, and, and I'm sure guys will come and go, you know, like yeah, it's not going to be perfect, you know, but like there's a core nucleus that like for me to see them through high school, like I, like I like that, you know, you'd have your kids, you know, being a varsity head coach for 11 years, like, you have a handle on it, but you know, I also wanted to empower my JV coach and let him run his program. But man, like buddy, like that's so man, just like little things, man. Um, you got a makeup game, and so you got a makeup game. Now you got to play on a Tuesday night. 
you also have a JV game, so I'm, I'm sure that you just you, you maybe another your assistant coach just roll and you just stay. Yeah, I'll, we we do everything we can to to not have that happen. Yeah. So we'll we'll maybe move a JV game before we we move a varsity game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we we do everything in our power to, to to you know develop our schedule uh, to where there's no conflicts. You know, I, we we is it hard? Yeah, it's tough. It, it's it's long. You know, because we're pro, we're, we're there were game, days last year. There were weeks last year. We we had games every single night um, as, as a coaching staff. Uh, you know, double headers on Saturdays with JV. Yeah. But again, I, I just feel like with our situation, with getting them as freshmen and losing those two years mm-hmm. with them, it, it's just so beneficial for where we're at to have those guys for for that amount of time. Um, we've had success with it. And I enjoy it, it, it most of the time. I mean, you, you know, JV baseball, it can get it can get rough at times. And oh my. the learning curve is much steeper. Um, that second really, game of doubleheader on a Saturday, boy. Oh, let me tell you yeah. something. Well, we play two. We play the, our doubleheaders in JV are five innings, so it doesn't get too terrible. Um, but the the rewarding the rewarding part of it is just seeing being there and watching their growth um, is, is really really cool. For example, last year, our JV guys at the beginning of the year, God love them. If if whatever, if, if they're listening, they I've told this to them. Um, you know, they couldn't play catch in August. Like it drove me insane. They couldn't play catch to the point at the end of last season. You know, they're they're like playing real baseball. They're they're putting bunts down and they're getting big hits and they're pitching and they're defending. And we we never thought we were going to get there. And just to see where they were last August in comparison to this August, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, we're not world beaters by any means. We still have a long ways to go in all aspects of, of their development. But it was really, really cool to watch them just try to hang on every word that we said and really genuinely tried to do what we asked them to do. And they got better. And that was really, really cool. Now, if I was were to just focus on – you know, the 20 varsity guys, I would have never seen that growth. Yeah. I would have never, I would have never, you know, felt as proud of them as, as I do um, for where they were and where they are now. If, if I wasn't a part of it, like we, we worked our tails off to coach those kids and they worked their tails off to get better and to see what they are now. It, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Super cool. I was just <laughs> thinking like senior night, man, like, Mm-hmm. Dude, we've been through so much. Yeah. I remember you couldn't get a bunt down, you know. Yeah. Like, like I, like I just, you know, as a coach, you just get that, you know, like that senior yeah. night, what that was, you know. And those guys come out, I'm just like hugging them up, you know, like, yeah. oh my gosh, like that's a whole nother level, you right. know. Yeah, I mean, I get that with a handful, you know, of those guys that might have played both ways, both teams as a freshman, but man, yeah, like if you're dealing with that kid, like that eighth hole hitter on the JV teaching him how to bunt, you know, yeah, man, that senior night is pretty special. Like that's, that is definitely where you're definitely making some, making some marks on some guys. Cause that is a good age too. Like they'll listen and and like, you know, they're going to definitely want to listen to every little piece of information you got. Cause they know you're the varsity head coach too. And you're there, you know, so like it's, 
that's that's nice for your end um you know just, just but they're sponges at that time too being freshmen and sophomores knowing where they want to go right and it's a it, it's a delicate line too you know i'm 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 an emotional guy i'm a, i'm a fiery person um you know one of my faults is that i don't my my patience runs thin you mm-hmm. know amen there it, it dealing with me it, it's a funny transition within our program because as freshmen they're scared to death you know it they they don't know what to expect. They they've been with me in the summertime, but it's more relaxed. And I, I try to stay the same guy every single day. But naturally, like I said, my lack of patience, you know, it shows some days more than others. But watching them as freshmen, where you know they're they're really really unsure about everything, to being a sophomore, where they're like, okay, I'm starting to get it. Like th- th- this dude's just gonna coach me hard and wants me to, to be the best that I can be. And then by the time they get to be a junior, like they get it, you know, it's, it's not personal. It's not me being a jerk just to be a jerk. It's me trying to get every single ounce of energy, um, uh, you know, baseball potential, um, uh, student potential, whatever it may be out of them. And they understand that to being a senior, and they're they're relaxed. They understand. They 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 know what those expectations are. They get it. They're comfortable, and they're 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 out there just doing their thing. And it's a really cool progression to watch. Very unique, like crazy unique. Uh, another question. I'm um, thinking about your staff, like your staffing, and then you you wear the AD hat. So like, are you looking for more staff? Is it is that why it's hard? Is that why you have a small staff? Because it's hard to have a guy buy into like, Hey man, we do it all here. It's, it's tough. It's challenging. I mean, I, I interviewed a couple guys last summer and again, we're provided the head coach supplement. Uh, we get a, an, a, an assistant varsity supplement and we get technically a, a JV supplement. So we, we have two paid assistants and I interviewed a couple guys and say, Hey, look, you know, COVID, we didn't get to do any any fundraising last year. We, we don't have money to pay you. Um, this is what we expect out of our coaches. We, we want you to be there in the summer. Uh, we're going to do stuff in the fall in the weight room. We have open season in January. The season runs from February to May. Uh, at the end of the season, the boys get a month off, and we're back in the weight room June 1st. Do you want to be a part of it? Yeah, it'd be awesome. You know, I, I want to do it. Let's do it. I, I love being around kids, love helping them. Um, cool. Well, we can't pay you anything. Oh, well, I got to, you know, I, I got to talk to my girlfriend, talk to my wife. Cool. I get it. You know, and those situations don't work out, which is probably better for us because if, if you're in it to make the $1,200, $1,500 that you're going to make as an assistant, you're probably not for us. Um, and, and we have, we have uh, three volunteers on our staff one coaches football and just loves being around, being around the game. Uh, does a great job. Another guy was, has been with me for several years. He works for UPS and his shift is uh, three in the morning till 11 in the morning. So he works third shift and um, you know, J- Jamal works from home and, and he gets his day done at three o'clock and, and gets his tail to practice as quick as he can. So, <clears throat> so, you know, Wayne's retired. He's seven. He just turned. Yeah. He's going to listen. So I better get this right. I think <laughs> he's 73. Um, and, and he's, 
he, he's the best assistant coach to me in the, in the country. He's amazing. He does everything and beyond of what an assistant coach needs to do. And it's, it's unspoken. Like he knows what needs to get done. And, um, and, and we have Garrett, who's our pitching coach who teaches elementary, uh, middle school PE right down the road, you know, and, and he's got duties that he has to take care of after school. So we technically only have one teacher that's not even at our school on our staff. So, you know, Garrett's got young kids. AJ's got a young daughter. So we're, we're all trying to balance all this stuff and, and still be committed to our program. And it's challenging at times, you know, it's really, really hard, but, um, you know, I wouldn't trade those dudes for the world. They're very loyal. Um, they, they, they get to the field and, and, and are with our kids whenever they can be. And we just try to work and figure it out to where they can be dads and they can be really, really good baseball coaches as well. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a special, it's a special coach, man. Like to do the high school schedule to the, you know, just the, just the, it's a different animal, you know, right. and you definitely need to love it, have the passion to do it, have to, I mean, just been, and then, the reality is just the hours to do it. Like, mm -hmm. like you got to have a job that allows you to get there, you know? Um, it, and that's, that's kind of the difference. Like we were, we were talking about earlier with some schools, you know, to either direction of us, um, you know, and I, I was in a school district where, Oh, cool. You, you're going to be a varsity, ba a baseball coach here. All right. What's your degree? Okay. You, you got a PE degree. Cool. We're going to go put you here, you know, and, or, you know, my, my wife, I couldn't tell you how many times she's come home and told me, yeah, we just got an, we got another aide classroom aide that that's going to be an assistant soccer coach or an assistant football coach. And they find them positions within the district. Um, you know, our, our our district, you know, it, it, it doesn't really happen like that, um, you know, and, and it's a good thing because you got to be a really, really good teacher uh, to, to be in our school district. And that, that's their priority, which it should be. Um, not to say those other school districts um, aren't looking for good teachers because I think they are. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just more difficult to get um, a teacher coach within our school, within our school district, um, because they, they have extremely high standards. So we have to get a little bit more creative. And, and uh, you know, ultimately, if they're good dudes that 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 want best for kids, like we can we can teach them what our what our offensive philosophy is or, or, you know, how we're going to execute cuts and tandems or, or whatever it may be. If they're good around kids and, and they're willing to learn and put in the time, we'll, we'll, we'll take them. We'll take mm. them. Amen. Totally agree there. That's what we're all about too. I mean, just cause a lot of people just can't do the schedule, you know? So right. like, all right, yep. If you love, you can handle kids and you're good around the kids. You're a good role model. I'll teach you the game. You know, like that's secondary. Right. I'll teach you the game. If I could teach these 14 year olds, or even just these knucklehead 18-year-olds who think that, right. you know, it's just, you know, we can get all those kids to buy in. I think we'll yeah. get this guy who loves the game and, can, and wants to be there. 100%. Yeah, man. Totally with you. I just think it's, you know, for me, you know, guys that listen, you know, maybe they're they're complaining about the challenges that they have, you know, and they're like, oh, it's so tough here. Like, like it just goes to show, like, everybody's got challenges, you know, like, and that right there is such a unique challenge that I've never heard, like never heard that anyone say like, oh, I coach, I'm the head coach of both of them, you know? And like, oh, you're going to come in here? Well, you're going to be head JV coach and head varsity coach. And, but like your attitude about it, your mindset and the way that you've taken it 
you know, and that's why it's still very hard, but like it allows you to keep, keep with it, you know, cause yeah. you've done, now correct me if I'm wrong, like you, you did that, you've done this since day one, right? You've mm -hmm. taken over? 11 years, yeah. So yeah. 11 years of being head JV and head varsity coach, being in every game, right. and practicing with these guys. I mean, this, is, this is how sick and demented my mind works. And, and, you know, I, I skipped the JV game last year um, to go watch my kid play. And I felt really bad about it. You know, I'm, I'm watching my, my 10 year old son play, knowing that right down the road, you know, our JV guys are, are playing a game and it, it's, it's completely wrong. Like I shouldn't have felt an ounce of guilt. Right. Um, Cause again, I'm sitting there watching my son, but th there, there was a chunk of me that was like, Dang, I, I can't believe I'm missing this JV game, you know? And um you know, there's times where our guys are like, dude, you, you got to let us handle this today, you know, and, and I appreciate that about them, um, you know, where they can be honest with me and say, hey, we got this. Like, you need to go home um, and we'll un unwillingly like I'll say some words under my breath and stomp into the locker room and get my bag and, and I'll go home. But it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen often. Um, I, I want to be there with them and I want to be there working and I want to be there coaching with them. And I just feel like, you know, it's hard for me to preach commitment and dedication and, and Hey, we're going to get better if I'm not there with them. So that's kind of my mindset. Mm. Ah, super cool. Um, just really cool. Unique, unique. And just sticking about how you, and you said you guys are all driving your own vans. You got to drive in the buses. Yep. Um, you know, running practices together, all 40 guys have practiced. And then how would you do like, so what kind of techniques have you found? Like, let's say, you know, varsity has a game and what's JV doing? You know, so all come, you guys are there. Yeah. So the last, the last 10 years, last 11 years, I should say, we've had, we've had a baseball class seven period, which is by the time they get dressed, all that included, it, it's about 35, 40 minutes. So if it were a varsity game day, you know, they're, they're doing their early work or whatever they want to do to get ready for the game in the cage. Um, you know, they're hanging out in the locker room, just getting ready for, for batting practice. JV, JV is out there and they're going to kind of go through just like a mini workout. They're going to go out there. They'll do their stretch and their arm care. They'll do their throwing, um, you know, and then we'll just take them to the cage. We'll have a bunning station set up or, or they might, um, you know, do some defensive work on the field before varsity gets out there. So they'll, they'll run a little hour, hour and 15 minute workout uh, before, before the varsity, um, you know, does their, does their thing and, and does their stretching and their, their bands and their throwing and any, any, you know, early defensive work we may have before we hit on the field before their game. And then we, we send the JV home. Yeah, that was my next question. It's like, do you have any like in-game maybe duties for those guys to do, or you just let them roll? We we typically let them go. We'll we'll have some of our catchers stay. Like we'll have a rotation with our JV catchers okay. to stay That's back. Like, you're and, like bullpen catcher for the day. Yeah, to catch bullpen. Yeah, and be out there to um, you know catch up for pregame and stuff like that. But um, you know, we encourage them to come back. Like, hey, come on, come back and and hang out. Like go in the back gate, come back and you want to hang out in the dugout, do it, um, you know, and, and watch the game, pull for these guys. And, and, and it's vice versa for the varsity. You know, we'll come out and 
whatever we need to get done for the next day's game or, or in two days with the varsity guys, they'll do it on the field while, while JV, you know, is in the back and ready for their game. So it's just a constant, constant rotation, constant, you know, just trying to find time and do the, do the most we can with the amount of time that we have. So is it mostly like individualized? Like we have to do some planning like prior to and say, Hey, you know, you got to get this in during this pregame, you know, during pregame when the JV plays tomorrow? Um, we, we haven't individualized it. It's a great idea. It's probably something we need to look at, but it, it's mostly just team-based. Okay. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so ground I'm just ball. thinking like, it's, do you it, have enough help? Yeah, I'm just – because the reason I ask, ask that is like, do you have enough help to where you can run like the varsity guys to do stuff while you're trying to get the JV guys ready to play the game? A lot of times it's – coaches flying down the hill yeah you know getting dressed as totally, they're getting yeah. out of the car and yeah. just jumping in wherever wherever we are and there's times where you know Wayne might be feeding feeding the uh hack attack on the field during bunts and I'm up in the corner of our stands where I can see you know our four cages and I can see the bunts going on in the field and I'm just trusting that the varsity is going to be out there you know doing their stretching doing their movement prep, doing their band work, doing their throwing on their own until we get our guys there. Um, and, and we, like I said, we, we have great kids to where I wouldn't bet an eye to, to send our varsity down in the corner to do their stretch and do what they need to do um, to get ready to play. How, how much prep time? Like, so like practice wise, like, all right. So you, I'm sure you got to practice like what pregame looks like for that. Cause you guys are going to do it so often. It's almost right. like you're, when your season starts, all right, here's how the, here's how this is gonna roll. So, like, how much prep time do you need, like, leading up to when you guys get rolling like that? Where like every day is kind of get in what you kind of get in while we're doing this pregame. Honestly, we don't we don't practice that routine. It's just a part of what we do every day. So okay. when when they do do their movement prep, you know, they, they practice together, I guess, but it's separate if that makes sense. So like. JV's down on one side doing their thing. Varsity's here on the other. Um, you know, one one group might do their throwing drills and their defensive work while the other group's in the cage doing their offense or they're on the field doing their base running. Um, and, and we just time it to where, you know, 30 minutes or whatever the amount of a lot of time is, then we'll flip, you know, so the JV will go out there and do their throwing and their defense um, or or base running while varsity goes to the cage or, or vice versa. So we just try to whatever one's doing, the other's going to follow. They're just going to flip um, to where we get to a game, a game day in that specific scenario. And the varsity's doing their stretching while the JV's in the cage do and, and doing their base running and their bunning. And, and it's, it's really nothing new for them. You know, it's not really a game day routine. It's just segments of practice that we're pulling out that we're going to do prior to the game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah, I said it's such a unique thing. It's got like my brain like just spinning of all the things that I would want to make sure that you know everybody just you know understands. You know, it's like you know you say life hits you. You got yourself there, and the other guys are coming Mm -hmm. in when they can get in because life happens. And and yeah, you're just hoping you know you just you guys have to own it, and you guys have to take a little bit of independence of you're gonna have to do that on your own. Right. And we you know obviously. At the beginning, we, we we try to divide our coaching staff equally and, and time it to where certain things are going to happen when certain guys get there. So, um, 
you know, it, it, it's really hard for our pitching coach to get done with bus duty at his school to get there and do, you know, anything with our pitchers early. So we try to get to that segment of practice and, and time it to where, you know, they, they have stretched, they've thrown, they might've done some PFP, but if, but if it's time, you know, for bullpens, we're trying to time it. So he's there, you know, Garrett's dressed, you know, he can catch his breath from scrambling to get out of school and, and everything is try everything is, is scheduled to where guys are there at certain parts. So it, it takes a lot of communication from our coaches prior and also the day of like, I'll try to change. We'll, we'll change a practice plan at two o'clock. If I get a text from a guy and says, you know, if, if for, you know, AJ text, Hey, Aven's sick today. I got to stay home with her. Okay. Well, we might have to wait for outfield stuff. We might have to do that tomorrow, yeah. you know, or if Garrett gets stuck and he's got to take, um, you know, one of his kids to the doctor or, you know, Kristen's got something. So Garrett's got to have the kids, whatever it is. Like we, we just try to adapt and adjust the best we can. And, and some days it's, it's like clockwork and other days it's, it's just a big cluster because we're just trying to adapt to, to when guys, cause life happens, you know, life happens yeah. for them. Life happens for me. Um, and, and we're just trying to, trying to do the best job we can uh, with, with what we're given. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's not ideal, but we're obviously we're not the only ones that deal with it within our county and our area, and we, we all deal with it. So we're we're not special, but it, it's just it, it's kind of it's normal for us. Like that's real. That that's normal um, for us to try to organize things when guys are coming in and coming out. And I mean, there's a stretch of of three or four years there was where, when I was leaving practice at. 4.30, 4.45 to scramble across town to get the Furman because I was getting my master's. So mm-hmm. it was normal for three years for me to leave practice on a Thursday um, and, and speed across town so I can get the class five minutes late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just think it's so real, man. It's so good. Like, there's just so many challenges and things like that, you know, like coming into all this, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's you have to understand the challenges and stuff like that and and uh, life happens, and especially being the life of a high school coach, man, there's a real, this is real talk, man. I love it. I love it. And it's something, you know, Trey, we, we kind of take pride in it. You know, it's not easy. Bang um, on right, man. It's not ideal. Um, it's not perfect. And when we can figure it out and, and we, we do win some baseball games and the, and the kids do get better and they're having fun and, and we're teaching them the game and, and we can see them growing, like, that that's what makes it most rewarding is that man we're dealing with a lot of stuff and and we're getting stuff done and you know these kids are playing well and they're playing the game the right way and and it just makes it so much more rewarding than if it was just you know i got five coaches on campus um who can be there every minute of every practice they can be there in the summer they can they can be in baseball class fourth block like that would be easy i wouldn't know what to do with myself if I, if I knew I'd have a full staff at everything we did, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm sure you'd love it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'd figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you'd be very successful. Be awesome. uh, absolutely. You know, um, but no, nah, it definitely makes you appreciate it, man. It's awesome, man. It's just grinding it, man. It's just, it's, uh, it's great. But I mean, just a, just a very unique, unique stuff, man. And, I think, um, you know, like what, for me, like if, when it gets into it, you know, and if we talked about this, is like 
I think there's also more buy-in too, like of the the other stuff you're trying to roll. And I know, as you know, trying to make kids better people, you know, and you want them to go put the service in and go work in the community. Now for me, like, I know you have that buy-in. Like, I know like, okay, coach, coach Maul, like he has, he has, he's got, you know, you got him. I mean, like, cause you're spending so much time and you're, you're the guy for them. Like, all right, we're all going to go out here and do this because, this is not just a varsity team. They're like, we're all doing it. And not even like that because most of the time it's mostly just maybe the varsity team maybe doing those things. But, like, you got them all. Yeah, there's a lot of time. I mean, there's some things the varsity does on their own. But, we, we, you know, for instance, the the angel, tree, the angel tree during Christmas time. Like, that's something. And they'll, they'll start asking me in a couple weeks, you know, Coach, are the seniors going to get to go shopping again this year? Like last year, they were really, really concerned that because of COVID, we, we weren't going to get to go um, shopping for a couple little kids. And, you know, there, there's some of it where it's the, they're all together. There's some of it where we'll pick and choose. But, you know, we, we just want them to have have the mindset of, of serving. And, you know, like the, there's there's other people that that have it worse than them. And I, don't, I think we talked about this last time. Uh you know, our, our former AD, Steve Frady, um, you know, used to say in every parent meeting, um, the greatest, the greatest leader in the history of the world, wash other people's feet. And it, it's something that has always struck, struck with me. And, and, um, I take pretty seriously. So, you know, and, and then they get to watch our coaches, you know, again, who have, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're getting up at two in the morning to go work, to provide for their family. And then coming to baseball practice, sacrificing three more hours of their time. Um, you know, other guys have different things going on and, and they're sacrificing those things within their life to help these kids. And it, it's my hope that they they realize that and they understand it. You know, we don't stand up there and tell them, you know, hey, Coach Turner's working at three in the morning. Like, well, come on, what, this isn't hard for you. Um, but I think they understand when, you know, he's after a game like he's getting home so he can go to bed because he's got to be up in three hours you know and doesn't whine doesn't complain about it that's just what he does um you know or or whatever any of our coaches are dealing with you know baseball is something they do because they love and they love kids um it's not it's not their occupation you know like like myself or or um any other head coach out there like we, we I don't know if I should say this or not, but like we, we were hired to, to be a coach, you know, the teaching stuff kind of fell into place. Like, this is what we want to do. And I, I just hope they realize um, and, and all the, all the kids out there in general, you know, what, what are their coaches giving up to be with them? Um, because in my opinion, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. No, that absolutely is, you know, and they're making those sacrifices and, you know, coming in there, kind of swooping in and life, you know, I just, me and my wife were talking about today, we were rushing around trying to get to like a, just a local volleyball game. And now and my, my daughter's trying to play. We're just, just, but we had to rush, rush around like right after work to get it done and thinking like, man, like we both used to, you know, we're coaching high school and just that feeling and that rush and like, you know, dropping what you had to do, getting out of the door from your classroom, picking up your kids and, the, and like when you get there, you're still kind of like, you, it's a, there's a transition there, you know, like you just, you got to like take off the clothes, like, you know, try to do that whole routine of it. But like, it's still a transition time where we're like, man, 
like then that's tough, you know? So I think like what you're saying is yeah, realizing that. And, and um, like I said, I think your guys is man, just knowing just how close with everybody coaching everybody, it's a very unique dynamic. And I bet you do have guys seeing that and appreciating that more. Um, so along those lines too, cause man, it's really cool. Um, when you go through like your leadership stuff, um, do you see a progression with guys that, you know, first year getting the leadership stuff versus that I'm sure you're like, well, this might not be, this might be way over your head right now, but like, you know, in three years, this will make sense. Um, we, we, we figure it out after they leave us. Um, and I think every coach out there has had that kid that's come back. That was kind of, you know, he, he was teetering a little bit, you know, kind of, kind of bucking the system. Um, but, but comes back maybe two or three years into college or he comes back later and he spits out something you talked in one of the, talked about in one of those classes or, or maybe one of your, your core values within your, your program. And he gets it. Um, you know, th there, there's some kids that, that really buy into like immediately what you're trying to get them to understand and, and get them to do. But a lot of the, I mean, they're high school kids. Like they don't, they don't have the perspective of, you know, what we're talking about today, it, you know, it is going to be real life down the road. So it takes some time. My college coach used to always tell me, always tells me now, like, dude, you're not going to see the finished product. You may never see the finished product. Right. But you got to keep plugging away that at some point, um, you know, it's going to click. Something you said may have an impact. Um, you know, we, we've had kids go to the military and, and come back and go, coach, man, if, if you weren't as hard on us as you were, like I, I would have never made it through. And that, that's meaningful. Um, you know, we, we've had guys come back and, and talk about time management and, you know, figuring out what's important for that specific day and, and tell us, you know, man, you, you trying to teach us to put what's most important first really helped me get through, you know, this semester or th this, this entire year. So, um, you know, we, we just, we, we do it in hopes that at some point, if it's in high school, that's awesome. Like that, that, that is a, a plus young man that, is trying to implement those, those things, but it, it's more so in the hopes of, you know, 20 years from now that it'll help them become, become better, you know, as a father, as a husband, um, hopefully as, uh, as a successful, you know, pillar of, of their community and, and whatever occupation they decide to, to, uh, to tackle. Mm -hmm. So will you attack so I guess practicing together, all of your leadership stuff and your community service will be everybody in the whole program too as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody's together. So like your um, not on base you, um, Mavs you, Mavs you. Yep. Everybody takes that. Everybody, everybody's together. Every does it Monday. look any different with your Mavs you? Does it look any different from freshman year to junior year, or is it just class so, one classes? You know, first it, class it is. Class? So when, um, when, when, t when Tyler helped me like kind of come up with the ideas and the topics and, and gave me kind of like a starting point several years ago when I was talking to him, um, you know, I remember one of the things he told me was this thing is going to always change. 
Like you can't just have a basic curriculum of lesson one through, I don't know, 50. Uh, you know, you, you'll have you'll like some things that you do. You're going to hate some things that you do like like anything. But there's going to be some constants within it. And, you know, with again, with with social media, as great as it is, you know, there's there's stuff out there all the time that may relate to our kids or something that we've talked about that we'll pull it and we'll try to tailor it to what we're dealing with at that specific time. So, I mean, there, there's there's things within that program, you know, we took from Brian Kane in his pride program that I think are amazing. Uh, for, for example, you know, the fountain in the drain, um, you know, the microscope telescope, like stuff like that. It's always constant. We're always going to talk about that stuff. Um, but it, it changes based on who we have sitting in that room, the dynamic within, um, you know, within each other and, anything specific that that is going on like i said with within our program good or bad um and and then again what what we see on on social media or, or see on tv read an article whatever it may be you know and we set them aside we i have a folder uh within my email that i just drop stuff and i go through it and and kind of set it aside for future lessons and just try to tailor it tailor it to our kids and into our program and like I said, so like, um, freshman to senior, you know, those guys are getting the lesson. And and it's, I mean, every every year that we've done it, we have in Google Slides, you know, it's it's, I think it's eighteen, nineteen maps, you nineteen, twenty maps, like so yeah. they're, they're there. We have them. So it, it's just a matter of going back. They all start the same way um uh, about what they want to get out of out of being a member of this program yeah um, your core values yeah your it'll pillars, start, right it'll start the same way um th they'll have to come up with their own core values for that specific year and, and that'll take about a month Ooh, that's a to story. narrow it down and it's on them like th i'm guiding it i guess i'm steering the ship of of where i want it to go what direction i want them to head uh but but it's it's on them to come up with that specific year. What do they want to be about? Um, because I think, I think you'd agree, like it, it matters more coming from them as opposed to, Hey, you know, we're, you know, I'm going to stand up there and tell them we're going to be, we're going to be tough. We're going to be selfless and we're going to be energy. Well, that, it doesn't mean anything. It's coming from me. They, they have to come up with it. They have to put the work in it. And, then we go, we come back as coaches and say, Hey, you, you guys said today, or you guys came up with, you know, that, that you were going to be, you're going to be selfless. Well, we're not doing that. You know, there, there, there's a lot of guys concerned about themselves right now. What, what are we doing? Um, and I think it hits home a little bit more. Oh, for sure. Giving, giving ownership that for sure. Right. Um, even like guys come up with their coming up with their goals, you know, like, I don't know how this is reaching your goal if you're doing this. Right. Um, so yeah. So just getting into that. So um, every year your core values change essentially, essentially, I'm sure that, you know, they're all kind of, everybody wants to be tough or everyone's right. teammates. And, but I'm sure it probably just maybe sounds unique to this year's team. Right. Right. And you know, it, it's something we're going to start Monday. We, we had our first team meeting uh, this past Monday and the first thing we're going to do in the classroom uh, 
that this coming Monday on the 30th is, is start hammering out, hammering out what these, what, what these kids want to be about uh, for the year. And the, the only thing really that has stayed constant, uh, only two things, I guess, um, the class of 2020 that had their season shortened, we probably spent at least a month and a half coming up with, with their vision and their mission. Like, what are we going to do? And I mean, it's theirs. And as long as I'm the head coach at Malden, that's what it's going to be because they did, they, they, they crushed it with, you know, what, what, what does it need to look like as a student? What does it need to look like as a person, as a baseball player, um, as an athlete, like they killed it. And I'm going to get every team that, that I coach from then on, on that that's our vision and mission. They did such a good job with it. Um, Another thing we talk about all the time is in, in, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm always tweeting it. That's Malden. And we were struggling, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago. Had a tough, had a tough week, whatever it was, didn't play a good game. And we're on the way back. And and, and Wayne's like, you know what, Mach, we 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 need to get off the field and feel good about the way we play and, and say, you know what, that that's Malden. That's that's Malden baseball. Uh, the way we run the bases, the way we act, the way we pitch. You know our grades. Everything about what we're doing needs to needs to be. You know what? That's Malden baseball. So, you know, gi- giving him credit for that. Like we that that's something we talk about all the time. Like, hey, what was our effort today in the weight room? Was that Malden? Is that what you know we'd be proud to hang our hat on? Or you know the way we played? Or you know the way we're acting in the hotel? Uh, the way we're presenting ourselves, things like that. So th- those two are constants. And, you know, we, we want our kids to, with, with what we're going to believe in, um, I want it to be theirs. I want it to be specific to them because they're different. Yeah. And in the, in the language, you're basically also creating like common language too, right. uh, if you're going to say that way. Um, can you walk us through like, like when you say you, we work through this for like a month and a half, what does that process look like? You know, is it a matter of like voting on these things? Are you talking about creating common definitions of those things when you break it down into the player or so the person, uh, the student and the player? Are you coming up with those definitions? Uh, Not necessarily definitions, um, but what can 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 these sets of of words, maybe these statements, can they define what? us being our best in the, in the classroom. Can, can those, can these, can that word define being a good student, being a good person, being a good player, being a good athlete, the best they can be. Um, so what we'll do is we'll have a whiteboard in the classroom and I kind of just mark columns, person, athlete, baseball player, um, uh, student. And I said, okay, how, how, what, what would it look like? for you to be the best student you can be. And they start giving me stuff and I write every one of them up on the board. Um, and we do that for an entire class period for all those different areas. I take a picture of it. I put it in Google classroom. And the next time we come, we come in the classroom, we, we try to narrow it down, which ones are similar in this column. And we start eliminating till we get down to, you know, maybe a handful of, 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 words of, of ideas, statements in each one of those columns. And then we start breaking that down. Okay. And, and trying to 
break it down to its most basic basic form of of what what it actually looks like and and that's how that's how we get it they they get into small groups and they debate within their groups um they try to again they try to define each one before they get to finalizing it um and you know we we come up with our three or four for for that specific year Mm. and you're doing that same thing for the mission and vision not the mission and we we did it for the mission and vision in the fall of 20 2019 uh you know i I, we we talked about what what a vision is we talked about what a mission is and and how we're going to attack all of those areas and they i gave each group a different different part so like i don't know maybe jacob nichols uh eddie stapes and two other guys whoever it may have been you know we're in a group and said okay you guys got to come up come up with a statement for being the best student you can be and incorporating these things that you've taught that that you defined it as um okay you four or five guys over there have to come up with a statement for being the best baseball player and athlete you could possibly be um, incorporating these ideas. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, a good couple of weeks for them to come up with these, these statements, revise them, um, talk to other groups, Hey, what are you guys doing? And until we built this, this mission <clears throat> that I'm really, really proud of, of, of what they did. What is your like philosophy on the mission and vision? Like, how do you explain it to the kids? Like, my mission is this, the vision is this. I think the vision, the vision is like the overall, um, the overarching, you know, I- idea of the program. Like, what are we going to be about every single year? What What do we want our program to be known for? And then I think the mission is how are we going to get there? You know, how how the the mission should be how are we going to achieve our vision and you know, we, we, again, we break it down into, into those different parts that, that we feel are really, really important. And, you know, they, they, they put it together and it was, it was it's awesome. What are some, what are, like, what, what's, like, what's the, the mission this year? I guess we guys haven't probably put that together yet, have you? Or well, it'll be, it, it'll be, it'll be the same. Yeah, but the same, that, right? Yeah, we're, we're keeping, we're keeping that mission statement as a staple of our program as long as I'm there. Okay. Um you know, how we're going to be on time for class. We're going to be prepared. Um, you know, we're going to plan ahead. We're going to ask for help, um, you know, in, in all those ideas that they go into being a good student, you know, in, in the, in the weight room, you know, we're, we're, um, we're not going to shy away from hard work. We're going to uh, um, plus one is in there. Plus we're going to have a plus one mentality that I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do more than, than is expected. Um, I'm going to compete and I'm going to do the absolute best I possibly can be. Um, and again, I just think those ideas that those kids came up with, the, those are constant. Like, I don't think they could rewrite it however they wanted to, but again, the way those kids did it, um, it is really, really special. Yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. That for sure is. And then Yeah, that's good. That's good. Cause it's just funny, I just feel you just hear mission stuff. Cause I know you talk about Brian Kane. Brian Kane talks about the mission and vision a little different. Everybody has like their kind of take on right. mission and vision statements and 
you know, for one guys will have it like three or four sentences, you don't know what it is. And, you know, just you there, like, you knowing what it is, it's, it's part of you, you know what I mean? And I, I think that's like, for me, I guess what it always came down to is like, can you tell me what the mission is? Does every, mm-hmm. if I asked you, if I asked every kid in the program, would they know what it is? Right. And, you know, humbly they, they, you know, right now they wouldn't um, because we have freshmen in our program that, you know, for the majority of the year we're on campus two or three days a week and we weren't allowed to be in a classroom. And, and, you know, it it was a lot of it is, is my fault, you know, looking back, I would, I would change last year in a heartbeat with a lot of the things we did. Um, And it it couldn't have been a different year for us, but you know, one thing that it taught me was, you know, this kind of stuff that we're talking about, I think is really, really important with where we are within our program and our kids. Um, and it, it taught us that this is, this is the kind of stuff we need to be doing. It, it doesn't, it, yeah, it's about getting them to be better baseball players. Um, but getting them to buy into being better people is more important. Mm-hmm. The chemistry of it. The chemistry of it. That's right. Building that chemistry. Um, mm, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, that's good. Uh, woo. That was good. Um, I was just thinking about, like you said last time, about like um, building chemistry. You had a chemistry problem, not a leadership problem. Right? And trying to be chemistry builders more than necessary leadership builders. Right? Right. That's kind of take you're taking on it. That that is the take I've adopted um, because I used to be I used to be on the exact other side of of that idea of that you know you you have guys that care about one another um, the the leadership of it will come out because they don't want to let anybody down they don't want to let their teammate down so <clears throat> you know we, we we've had this debate within our within our little coaching circle of, of what's more important leadership or chemistry. And it, it was a hill I was going to die on that it was about leaders. You know, we need guys to stand up in front and yell and spit and, you know, do whatever and, and be a leader. And if they don't care about one another, if they don't want to have their teammates back, you could have all the leaders you want. But like I said, if they don't care, genuinely care about their teammate, it, it's not going to it's not going to come through. So. I mean, we, we we sat in our exit meetings last year and, and asked them that exact question, like, what's more important, leadership or chemistry? Um, and and some of our guys are, are really, really smart. And they were like, Coach, we, we didn't have chemistry. So how did we have leaders? Um, you know, I just sat back in my chair like, holy cow. It's, it's pretty pretty profound for a, for a 17-year-old kid. But, you know, that's something we're really focusing on this year is, is the chemistry w- within our teams. And it's it, we're going to do things to help facilitate that. But I don't think it's anything that could be forced. Um, you know, for example, today we're, we're doing our testing this week and one of our seniors comes up and we had, I don't know, maybe 25 minutes left in class after, after our testing. And he's like, coach, can we play football. I'm like, heck yeah, go get, grab the football and get out there and play, you know? Um, and, and the it, freshmen through seniors are out there playing, playing two hand touch the last 20 minutes of, of, of class in my mind, they're building chemistry, 
you know, they're, they're the, anytime they could be with one another, I think they're building chemistry. Um, and we, we had a long talk in our meeting on Monday. Uh, when I'm at lunch duty, I want to see them sitting together. And I will be really, really irritated if, you know, we got two guys in this corner and we got three guys over here and we got five guys over there. Like, you better figure out in your group message who's got what lunch and I want you sitting together. Does that mean you can't sit with your buddies who don't play baseball? Absolutely not. But I want to see you guys together at the same table. Um, you know, going to football games. We have our first football game tomorrow night. They they better be together. And for whatever reason, I think the last year and a half, almost two years now, they they haven't been together. They haven't been at school together. They haven't been going uh, to football games or basketball games, you know, because capacities and we need to make sure – the kids that are playing, their parents have priority of tickets and, and this and that. And for over, <clears throat> for whatever reason, excuse me. <coughs> so, you know, we're, we're going to do some things that, that are going to help guide that chemistry and, and hope hope to um, improve it and create it. But again, I don't think it's anything that we can sit there on a daily basis and, and be like, OK, we're going to create chemistry today. It's got to happen organically um, if you're doing the right things. They're, they're always together. Um, they don't have to be best friends, but, you know, th they need to, when they, when they get on that field, um, I, I think you're, you're really, really lacking with, with your, your chances of winning and being successful if, if they don't genuinely care about the guy that's next to them or the guy that's on the field, if, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And I'm sure you're trying to create environments for that too. You know, right. like you, you're, you're creating an environment that would allow for chemistry as well. Right. And, and getting them and not telling them about it, you know, letting yeah. them, letting them, them grow together um, and, and putting them in environments, like you said, that are going to facilitate that. Yeah. Um, you know, like for a costume kickball game, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Like um, not forcing for it, but it's also, you're also creating that, you know, you're helping right. create that. Right. Right. And I think that's our, that's our job as a coach is to find as many creative ways I guess maybe to subliminally create that chemistry, you know, not again, not necessarily forcing it, but putting them in situations where you're fostering that growth. Um, for, for example, the, the way we're stretching, the way we go out and stretch. Now, I don't know. I was just sitting around a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about the way we stretch, you know, we're all spread out. They're in their straight lines they're doing their movement prep. They're doing all this stuff, but it, it, it's clustered. You know, you got all the freshmen over here, and then you got the sophomores over here, and the juniors and the seniors. Obviously, they gravitate to the front. I'm like, can I get them in, in different spots to where they're they're around somebody they may not know? So they, they've done a good job the last couple of days. The way the way they stretch now, it's got to be in, in the first group. It's got to be senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, senior, junior, sophomore, freshman. Second one's got to be freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, freshman, and, and so on and so forth down the line. And every day they got to go to a different spot. Now, are we sitting there charting like who goes where every day? No, but we're encouraging them to get to different places, to be around different kids. Again, when they're stretching, hopefully they're talking to the so the seniors, talking to the sophomore about God knows what, mm -hmm. but he's, he's with them. You know, yeah. they're talking, they're creating a relationship. The senior or the, the freshman is not, then not going to be intimidated by the senior. You know, they, they, they're together every day. Um, again, just to get them to, 
to be a little a little bit more co- cohesive and, and be more comfortable around one another because I, I don't want I necessarily don't want the delineation of well you're a freshman you're a senior seniors are gonna be like I want it to be one group um and and maybe within this idea it's something that that again fosters a little bit more chemistry and, and they're comfortable around one another and and then the the senior hopefully will then invite that freshman to sit with him at lunch. And, and it's just going to create, um, you know, more, more of a, a family, family like program or, or brotherhood, whatever you want to call it um, just by that, you know, whim of an idea. Did you like, so, I mean, I, I guess, and I'm just, <laughs> just thinking about guys who might listen if your guys do this, but uh, listen to this is will you kind of – and you've kind of – because you kind of talk about this as kind of steering your guys towards a certain word and thinking about who you are. Knowing that you're trying to create chemistry and how important it is, will you steer them towards a word like family as part of like that's who, we, that's who we're going to be this year. You know, that's who modern baseball is, family. We're family. Like will you steer them toward a word that has to do with chemistry? Probably. Probably. Whether it Whether it's family, whether it's – brotherhood whether it's you know close tight whatever it is um you know it's probably something that i'm gonna i'm gonna harp on and and talk about a little bit more um you know because knowing what you know now based on the last two years yeah um but there might be that situation though too and I'm a little bit weary of it, you know, and, and this is me, the, the way my mind works. And, and I don't know if I had a conversation with somebody about this or somebody talked to it, uh, but like in creating culture. It, so some guys on our team or other teams or whatever it may be, they they might they may not know what a family looks like. You know, yeah. they, they might not know um, because of their home situation. So, uh, you know, we, we, we just want something to them that that that's consistent that's they, they feel safe um you know so but but yeah ultimately we we'll probably try to get them to move in a direction to where something about being a tight-knit group is is one of our one of our values for the year yeah, I mean, like, like I said, it just knowing what you know now and how important that is. That's what I was just wondering. But yeah. I think also too, as a coach, like you have to, um, you know, you're you're this guy steering the ship. You know, you're there, you know, helping the ship roll. And I think you also have to believe in those things that are important. Right. You know, uh, for sure, knowing this is going to help us, you know, achieve our mission and vision. Right. I think. I think too. Just looking back and reflecting, like. I think we, we took it for granted. You know, we, we took the time that we would typically spend um, and, and hope, I hope I'm not the only one that, that kind of reflects um, on last year, whether guys had a great year, or it was, it was a, it was a average year, or a bad year, like taking the amount of time for granted that, that we do spend together and the things that we do do um, you know, it, it's not, something that just happens you know it just doesn't happen you, you got to be very intentional with the things that you choose to do with your kids um because they have they have tons of options they have different stuff that they want to do so you, you got to make sure you're spending the time and, and brainstorming and hey what can we do today you know that that can hopefully help these kids 
uh, you know, grow a little bit closer. Hmm. Awesome. I love it. The chemistry and leadership debate. <laughs> That's great. I, I think it's also attainable. I, I think honestly, like the more that I, I think about that and I, I've thought about you a while since we had talked about it is I think it seems more obtainable. You don't typically say, cause like I hear guys say this all the time about, you know, so, you know, it's hard to create leadership and hard to teach leadership, you know, or like the mental, cause I, th I kind of, they're kind of the same for me as like mental toughness and leadership. Cause it's right. kind of the same, you know, even though I, I would say, I'd say that they're definitely taught. I mean, the, the military has taught us it's taught, you know, it, it's, it can be taught. Um, but I still think, I, I think when you think of chemistry, people typically would say, I don't never say, well, you can't teach chemistry. You know what I mean? People, that's not really something that people say, um, you know, now people, you don't people say like, well, they're just, they're just born, you know, with chemistry, you know what I mean? So I, right. I think, uh, I think it's obtainable. I think it, it seems more obtainable uh, for other people. That just like the more I've thought about it. And when you kind of hit me with that and I'm like, wow, you know, I, I just think it's um, because, yeah, I think what you were saying is, when we think of leaders, we think of rah, rah, like you're going to tell everybody what to do. You're going to be at the front and, and be like when so many other good leaders were just weren't like that, you know? And like, I think, I think the the title of leader too, uh, you know, I, I've seen it within our program, guys get to be a senior and, and they, you know, they get certain accolades and uh, automatically, you know, I think everybody would agree that, that you expect your best player to be a leader. You know, you expect them to be at the forefront of of knowing what's going on and, and kind of guiding guys to do um, certain things. But I also think that that's under pressure, you know, trying to trying to um, build chemistry. There, there's no label, you know, there, there's no label on kids to, to put more pressure on them than than they really need. Um, we, we've had really, really good players. Uh, over the last couple of years that they get to be a senior and they, they don't need any more undue pressure. You know, they're, they're committed to certain schools and they might be looked at as a draft guy. They, they have enough pressure. They don't, they don't need the label of, Hey, you're the leader. You're the captain. Um, they, they need, they need um, their, their teammates to support them. They need to support their teammates. They need to care about their teammates. Um, and I think it's just it creates more of a, of a stress free environment, um, you know, plus, plus you might have guys if, if you're labeling the guys who are the leaders or, or whatever it is, um, you know, it, it could possibly even create some divisiveness within within your team. Like, why is that guy a leader? Well, you know, and, and create some some unnecessary issues. So and we've done it like we've we, we created a task force that that we labeled these guys as our leaders and, and they're going to have some input. But you know, we're, we're have kind of due, due to this chemistry and leadership debate, you know, our task force, our leadership group is going to be everybody, you know, our freshmen are going to come in and sit down and talk to me about different things. And I'm going to get their input and, and I'm going to continue to help them off the field. Sophomores, juniors, seniors, the same thing. Now, obviously our juniors and seniors, seniors, especially are going to have a little bit more say. Um, and, and I'm going to value their opinion a little bit more than, than I would a freshman. Um, but it just gives gives everybody the idea that they they have some sort of of of, of value more of a, more of a role or a part within your program as opposed to if it was just like five guys, um, you know. So again, it, it's it's a it's a continuous uh, 
uh, evolution to see what what works and what doesn't. I was always about trying to get better, find ways, and like you said, you're gonna, you're also giving ownership, creating right. ownership of the program. Where like, oh, these guys are better, or the, you know, they're the captains and right, you know, things like that. But captains work for the people, you know, and then I think you know, through the lessons and mistakes that we go, and like you said, the evolution of us trying to get better, it's where you're at, you know what I mean? And I think you're gonna exactly help people where they are because there's also there's things within that, you know, like, um, and even if you just put on to someone, even at that, I just I don't know, man. There, there's a lot of good value there, man. I really appreciate you going. I think it's a great. Um, so just a great way to put things. And I think it's, I think it's attainable. I think you do. I think it's less stressful. Um, and I would agree. It's such a, it's such a unique way to think about it. You know, a chemistry thing instead of a, a chemistry problem, instead of a leadership problem, you right. know, and almost, almost like a byproduct. So it's like process and results, you know, and, and, you know, you kind of, one's a byproduct of another. Right. Um, but cause I'm sure somebody could also, could also, argue that good leadership leads to chemistry you know like there's just these sides of it. it's just like quote quote all right well it's just i think it's just how you can manage it right right and, and we, coach it we've, up. we've we've done it the other way too you know and, and yeah. i feel like it, it's worked at times um shoot we might have some guys that we feel really confident about and um it, we we might go back to the, the other way uh but but again for where we are right now i feel like this is the best avenue and the best route for us to go yep. uh, to where we can, we can get back to where we want to be. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Know where your guys are at, seeing what's best for your program. And then it might change year to year. You know, right. I think it's great to hear. Like you heard a lot of that today, I man. I think just with you, like taking over your core values every year, kind of giving them ownership of it, you know, and like it's just kind of, you know, it, the, the thing every day, it just comes down to like, what's best for this team right now, you know, and it's, and uh, a lot of people aren't like that. You know, it's the consistent thing of we're going to do it this way is how it is. And, you know, but it also works for that works for that. It's great about baseball, man. It works. For, it might work for them, too. Right. You know, right. I guess you only know when you don't, when you come into that adversity and you got to make adjustments to it. And We can't we can't try to do something that, you know, somebody else, whoever it is, you know, I, I don't know. Like what what Moses is doing at Hoover, we can't replicate at Malden. Like we just can't do it. You know, I don't I don't know what his kids are like. I don't know what his coaching staff is is like. We coaches need to do what what the, what's going to work for you know who they know they have and and to try to replicate what somebody else does. You know because it sounds good and and this and that. I don't know. It, it just it, it it doesn't make sense. Like. But Butch has coined the phrase over the last couple of months, like you be you, like you, you got to do what's best for you in your situation. And and I'll be the first one to tell you, like we were changing all kinds of stuff based off of what we learned at, at clinics or what we saw on Twitter, you know, but I think I've done it long enough to where I, I can sit there and, and kind of say, okay, this might be good for us. If I maybe gear it in this certain direction. Yeah. 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 Or, take this piece of it, yeah. um, you know, but to re try to replicate exactly what somebody else does, you know, you, you, I, I think it's counterproductive, um, but taking bits and pieces and making it your own in certain, certain aspects of what you're doing, I think is extremely beneficial. If, if, if guys don't try to do that, um, you know, it kind of goes back to the, to the growth mindset.
you know, you, you got to be always willing to, to change and adjust and, and, and do some things differently on a year to year basis. Cause again, your kids are different. Your team's different. Here we are nearly two hours, <laughs> almost, <laughs> you know, again, so phenomenal. Just uh, love the conversation. Can't thank you enough. Well, uh, can you talk again? What is uh, uh, the, your Twitter handle? Uh, it's at MachiSD24 um, is, is probably the best at way. MachiSD, so it's M-A-C-I-E-J-E-W-S-K-I-24. Um, DMs are open. Uh, you know, I'd, my, my, my big thing is if, if guys want to, want to you know, want to document or whatever, like call me up, let's talk through it, let's do it, I mean, you know. Obviously, you know we've we've done it twice now for a while. So yeah, I, I love talking baseball, love talking shop, and love love learning. So um, shoot me a DM, we'll love it. Coach Machieski, just giving us some great information. Just um, just one of the lessons that really stood out for me was just the the amount of challenge that we have. As coaches, everybody has different situations. Everybody's challenges are different. They're always challenges. You're not going to run from challenges. There's situations where maybe philosophy don't match up, and you know people don't believe in, believe in the same things. But there's always going to be challenges at every job. You know, then like the challenges that he came across today and talked about, and all part of just being a coach and being a good employee, or not better than the challenges. It's a matter of becoming better to deal with the challenges that we're faced with. You know, that's because what Mach, Mach does. That's what he's doing. Is he continues to becoming better so he can deal with the problems that he has, and the challenges that he has. It makes him better. He accepts it. I think he talked about having a growth mindset towards it. I just think he's such a valuable conversation with a bunch of lessons. Just love how he talked about um, his growth mindset. I love how he talked about that's mold. You know, in, in every every year he's trying to help guys buy into who they are, what they're doing, what's it mean to play in this program. And I was creating, you know, and his mindset has shifted, shifted from chemistry versus leadership, creating chemistry over leadership. As we have chemistry, leadership would be part of it. And that's where he's at. And he's talked about how he talked, reached out to Tyler Gillum and, and Gilly's Growth, Growth U program. And he created Magic program. What's best for her, their kids? What's best for his program? So that's different than what's different in Arizona, where Gilly's from. You know, well, what he does in Malden, South Carolina, the structure, the foundation's there. There's helps some pillars, but overall, he's got to fix it, fix it, fill it out for them, make it better for them. So... Just um, really enjoyed the conversation. And like I said, I can't thank Coach Ponch for being understanding of the mistake I made last week. And like I said, he gave us an opportunity to talk even more baseball, get to know each other more. I would have never learned about his unique challenge of being head JV coach and head varsity coach, which I'm sure there's others out there, and I, I just don't know. Just never heard of it. Never did it. And, and just a unique situation, and he embraces it, loves it. And, um, you know, for the kind of coach – that wants to make an impact, you're gonna make a huge impact there. Having kids for all four years, being the head JV coach, head varsity coach, 
So, super cool. Um, can't thank him enough. Like I said, I can't thank Will Miner and those guys at Netting Pros enough, too. Make sure you check those guys out. Give them a good follow. Um, just uh, They take care of us a lot. I know that with all the podcast stuff that we're doing, and love being part of the podcast, um, Netting Pros Family Chat family. So, check those guys out. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, it's an episode that I just love. It's not one I'm gonna. I'm not gonna forget, and it's gonna help me get better moving forward. And uh, hope you guys continue to get better. So until next week, keep getting better.